I'm Paul. This is a podcast where two librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood and decide if they're good enough to be shared with the next generation of nerds. Today we are welcoming special guest and my handsome beau, Justin. Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> he just paid his way onto the show, right? It's I true. mean, I'm one of the top donors, bro. <laughs> He's also our premier patron. <laughs> um, tell us if about you become one. a Patreon member, you too could check <laughs> up with I mean, you too I could. Mean, <laughs> it's possible. It's not not. We we all know my first list is wrong. <laughs> That is great. You have to make a new tier for that, though, right? I want to, I think, yeah, it's a little more than 10 bones a month, I think. <laughs> but but we have enjoyed such fun Patreon adventures as getting drunk together while watching Maximum Overdrive. True. Yep, yep. Getting so drunk true. together while watching Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct, yep. which Paul yep. and I had never seen before. Amazing. Mm-hmm. That one was great. Um, what else did we watch? Clue? No, no. Burbs. The Burbs. The Burbs. And then we did the game. And then we, we played, played a yes. game. We and then we also have game. bonus episodes, which we actually just recorded a bonus episode this week. We did Lady Ghostbusters. That's so, its official name. That's its official name. I'm just going to continue. I don't continue. think that's what it's called. Answer the call everyone. Okay. I pulled that directly out of my butthole. So if you're interested in becoming a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash mm-hmm. and that'll be a real fun time. Hey, Paul, what are we uh, talking about today? A, a sports movie. Sports ball. Sports ball? Well, mm-hmm. the reason that I'm here is because I'm extraordinarily qualified to speak to this particular He's a professional film. sports ball. The, no. Really? That's not true. <laughs> not at all. Nope. I, what I was going to say was that I've seen the movie about 8,264 and one half times. So if anybody's qualified to speak yeah. on this movie's intrinsic value to future generations, I feel like obviously. Absolutely. All right. There you go. Talk about Sandlot. We are. Sandlot. Yeah. There it Sandlot. is. And that, that was your bad synopsis. It's a sports ball movie. <laughs> no. That was, do you want a real bad synopsis? Yes. Yes. Yes, of course. So here's here's my real bad synopsis. Group of neighborhood misfits nearly kill their blind elderly neighbor's dog. <laughs> Accurate. Not false. Uh, that's real good. So that's right. We are talking about Sandlot. Sandlot was released on April 7th, 1993. Directed by David Mickey Evans. Written by David Mickey Evans and Robert Gunter. Stars. I don't are there know. two dots over that U? That's right. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to type them if there were. Uh, it stars Tom Geary, Patrick Renna, Mike Vitar, Dennis Leary, Karen Allen, and James Earl Jones. The Rotten Tomatoes is a 63% fresh, and the audience score is an 89%, which does not surprise me. Surprises me a little bit. I thought it was going to be a little lower than that. but Oh, I feel like it's such a cult. Co- which did you think was going to be lower? I thought the audience score was going to be lower. Oh, really? It's yeah. such a cult movie. All right. What was everybody's experience as a kid? Who wants to go first? Other than Justin seeing it 9,452 times. I, I am pretty sure I saw this movie in the theater, maybe. Like one oh, of the really? few things that I would have seen in a theater. I don't know. This is another one of those movies where I feel like everyone of a certain age knows this movie for some reason. It was like, was it really promoted or was it just, I don't know. But honestly, I didn't remember much of it 
on my rewatch, except for like two lines that I think if you say the lines, people know the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you want to say them right now, but right. I bet there's two lines, you know, that I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah but, exactly. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like everybody knows this movie. Yeah. I what feel was like your that. experience? I, same. I don't remember seeing it for the first time. Like I knew I had seen it several times. And yeah, I know a couple, I knew a couple lines. Once I started playing it, I remembered more than I thought I did, but that's kind of usually what happens mm-hmm. when I do this is things surprise me and then I'm kind of like, oh, right, right, right. But yeah, I knew, I mean, I thought favorably of it. I remember liking it. Um, I feel like it was something people quoted and talked about, but just like you said, just those couple moments and that makes you forget kind of the rest of it. Like every mm-hmm. person who showed up, like Dennis Leary showed up, I went, oh shit, Karen Allen yeah. showed up, I went, oh, like I forgot all of that. Is that Marion? The, yeah, the mom. Um, Mar- she's from Indiana Jones. That's- she is. Yeah, she's from Indiana Jones. absolutely yeah. from Indiana Jones. And that's, I, I feel like the first time I saw this movie, like, I think when it came out, I would have been old enough to, like, go to the theater and see it. But I didn't. My mom collected uh, VHS movies, and she had the Sandlot in, like, the big plastic case. The poofy case, one? The big poofy mm. plastic yeah. case with, like, the ridges on it. Mm-hmm. That'll cut you. Yeah. yeah well. it They will. It was It was horrific. Uh, it's a weapon, but she had all like every single Disney movie in those big poofy plastic cases and like the Sandlot made its way in there somehow. I think mainly because of the scene where they insult each other back and forth was like her favorite. That's really funny to me because your mom only likes old timey wholesome shit. I mean, this movie is wholesome, but <laughs> yeah, it's funny to uh, me. well, Hook is another example of a movie where two people yell insults back and forth at each other, and she enjoyed that as well. So I I don't know. So what you're telling me is the way to your mother's heart is to yell like middle school grade really gross fifth grade insult. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. I think we should try it. I mean, that is in my skill set. I feel like this a Disney. Is this a Disney movie? No, I don't think so. But somehow it found its way in there amongst amongst the Disney ones. Yeah. Um. Okay. Is Mighty Ducks a Disney movie? Yes. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. This um, is Baseball Mighty Ducks? Nah, eh, not really. Yeah, this, this, it's not not the same kids <laughs> no, in it, it really isn't is. it? Yeah, it's same kids in it, but yeah. it's, not the, it's not the same. Um, I fucking don't remember. I don't know that I ever saw Mighty Ducks all the way through or <laughs> whatever. Emilio Estevez, though, and he was in Maximum Overdrive. Anyway. I think he's got a sex scene in Mighty Ducks, right? Gross. <laughs> the seven-year-old? Fuck off. <laughs> oh, Amelia. Yeah. Of I mean, I we definitely that. watched him have a sex scene in Maximum Overdrive and he was real sweaty. Yeah, but he was he was banging a semi, so it was weird. <laughs> that was weird. That was weird. Um uh, no, road what, what did he what did she road road twitch or something? She road twitch. Road twitch, yeah. Perfect. Here we go. Um, you guys ready for two trivias and a live? Sure. Okay, thing the first. Real life, Michael Polydorus was a classmate of Mickey, nope, David Mickey Evans, and he sued 20th Century Fox and the producers for defamation. Uh, wait, claiming- wait, wait, wait. Am I supposed money, to know who he is? Squints Polydorus. Squints. Squints Polydorus. Oh, Squints. Okay. All right. Squints in <laughs> real life. Two people did some stuff. That's the, well, number all right. one. All right, let's start away. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. All right. Uh, Real Life Squints was a classmate of the director, and he sued 20th Century Fox and the producers for defamation, claiming that the character Squints was derogatory and caused him, quote, humiliation. The second one is the movie was set in the summer, but it was filmed during an unseasonably cold spring, and the actors were often sprayed down with a mix of glycerin and water to make it look like they were sweating. Glycerin? 
And the older and younger Benny are played by real-life brothers Pablo Vitar and Mike Vitar. Wow. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I don't think they were spraying those kids with glycerin, so I'm going to skip that one. They use Hmm. all sorts of things for fake sweat in movies. It's highly gross to me. I don't like it. (laughs) Wait, you're going to skip that one? That means that's the lie. Mm -hmm. Is Pablo Vitar sound like Beth made it up? Pablo I, I know Vitar. it was Mike Vitar. That, yeah, that's, it was Mike a, Vitar that's a real was the person. Kid. Is Pablo, um, Pablo sounds made up, though. Pablo they did kind of look the same. Hi, these are my two kids, Pablo and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Pablo and Michael. <laughs> All right, listen. The, the glycerin one is a lie. That was a lie. It was right. really hot. I saw the sun in that movie. <laughs> Yeah, and he he said it was hot a lot of times, which means because you know the script Mm -hmm. to say that. Paul, that was ad lib. Sure, yeah, let's go with number two. You're fucking right. But for the record, I will tell you, I fucking gave it a goog, and glycerin and water is what they spray on you to make it look like you're sweating. Yeah, so I went down a whole rabbit hole of sweat in movies. Um, I feel like, and you know, ironically, we both thought it sounded <laughs> fake, and so we can't right. So here's the thing, and also Pablo and Mike are bros um, for real. And that this the the court case was a real thing, and the judge sided with the director and with 20th Century Fox. He was like, "No, fuck off." Yeah, so, I mean that that one was most believable. Like someone was shitty to their childhood friend. That sounds normal. Right. Yeah. Right. You ready for some more fun facts? Yep. Yeah. So Arliss Howard plays an older Scotty on screen and David Mikey, Mickey, fuck, David Mickey Evans, the director. <laughs> I put the director because I knew you weren't going to remember. They He provides the narration from Scotty's point of view and neither of them are credited. Hmm. I feel like this, I can say it later, but I feel like this Arliss Howard reminded me of like a fake Kevin Costner. No, I was thinking of somebody else. But yeah, he looks like someone, you know? I put that in my list. Um, so Grown Smalls, colon, fake Kevin Costner. <laughs> so PF Flyers were brought back for a limited time after this movie. Director David Evans is the near... Oh, I already wrote that. Uh, many of the young actors snuck into a nearby movie theater to watch Basic Instinct. Wow. Oh, there you go. Um, you know, and years later, they joined our Patreon to watch it with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Vitar, who is Benny, retired from acting and is now a firefighter in L.A. with his wife and three kids. So the original title for the movie was called The Boys of Summer, but that's already like a famous baseball book by the same of the same title. So they had to change it. Um, I think Sandlot is way better. Uh, the chewing tobacco was made out of licorice and bacon bits. Now, oh my god! I read that. I read about twenty different spots, and I read that it made them actually want to Ralph. And here's what I'm going to say about that: I feel Why like would you, do that, you feel you see so little of it when they bite yeah. it. Why couldn't it just be licorice? licorice? Why couldn't yeah. it just be like Slim Jim? Like Why there's no, bacon? there's no. I thought it reason. was maybe beef jerky. That's what it I was thought like it was jerky. Yeah, if you did beef jerky, yeah. they actually do make there's that where no it's beef reason. jerky in like a tin that it's makes shredded. it look like yeah. tobacco There's yeah. no reason that you needed to make it something gross to make them want to barf. Like there's no reason for that. Oh, but what was the fake vomit made of? Oh, all sorts of things. So it was made out of, oh, I read this a bunch of places, like oatmeal and soda and just all sorts of gross stuff. And they use like sword grunts, basically. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> and everybody stunk. Wendy was partly based on a girl Evans remembers from childhood, a lifeguard in a red bathing suit named Bunny. Um, the kids were mm-hmm. super stoked to meet Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. They were real excited. <laughs> um, so the characters in the original screenplay were like nine to ten years old. And when they started the casting process, they were like, oh, this actually isn't cool. And so they decided to age up. And then the first kid that they auditioned at the older age range was the kid who plays Benny. And they were like, oh, we made the right decision. Like, he's great. (laughs) So, and I think he's like, clearly, like, he's really good in this. And like, it's funny that he did not pursue acting further. All the trash talking dialogue that Ham does when he's behind the plate when they play the Little Leaguers was improvised. (laughs) Like, so I feel like maybe he like had him in his pocket, like he thought about it, but he like was laying those down. They were not in the script. I thought that was pretty good for like a 12-year-old. It's like a Judge Apatow. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, In the scene where the Beast and Smalls make friends, uh, Tom Geary had baby food smeared on his face to get the dog to lick him. (laughs) Um, So the actor who played Smalls actually knew how to play baseball, and he like kind of struggled looking shitty at it because it's like hard not to like (laughs) reflexively catch a ball. Mm -hmm. Like, so they had to like teach him how to look bad at it, and he like said in his little like 13-year-old interviews, like, I know my Little League coach didn't like seeing that when he saw the movie so i thought that was cute they could have just hired me to let the ball hit me in the forehead (laughs) they wanted someone who looked like they didn't know how to do sports so i've seen you throw a ball it's true it's not good you can attest so everything on the set was man-made they like built the houses the you know um james earl jones's house and and small's house they like built them they built the fence they did all of that they made the sandlot like they built all of that and they were starting to get nervous because they needed to do the tree house and sourcing an oak tree that big was going to be like hundreds of thousands of dollars and they were starting to get like really nervous and literally one of the crew people was like driving to set one day and they saw someone cutting down a giant oak tree so he pulled over and he was like, oh, my God, what are you doing? And the guy was like, this is like a hundred-year-old tree and it's ruining the foundation of my house. I have to cut it down. And he's like, can we have it? And they gave <laughs> it to him and they like came and got it and it saved him all this money. He was like a hero. But because it was cut down, they like cemented it into the ground so they could build the house on it. But then the leaves were dying, so they had to make fake leaves. Oh, So I love that they had to like make – they made like silk fake tree leaves and had to like individually <laughs> put them on a real Jeez. tree corpse. So, a tree corpse. (laughs) There's a a metaphor there somewhere. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. So, those are my fun facts. Nice. Those were really fun. You're fun. My first note is I did not remember this framing device at all. Like, nope, nope, me either. Started and I saw him and I went, oh, right. Nope. Also, Beth was watching the movie for about 15 minutes and decided that it was Stand by Me. I called the dog chopper because here's what happened is I wrote this is a similar framing device to Stand By Me with the narrator and they show him older at the, at the beginning and I said since I had written Stand By Me in my notes then I wrote chopper but it was beast. <laughs> Justin was like when, I'm sorry. When did Stand By What year did Stand By Me come out? Well, it was based on a Stephen King story that I think is like from the early 80s. So I, it well, predates right. this, but the film was mid 80s. So it was not only did I not remember the framing device, I didn't remember this movie was set in 1962. Oh, I did. That I remember. And I was like, oh, this old timey baseball. Old yeah. <laughs> timey. Right. And it's so funny to me, like the way that we do that, we set things in the past and they have to be at a certain time, like because of the time we're filming it. So like just like when we did um, Back to the Future and it was like had to be set in the 50s because that's how old they were when, they, you know, I just think that's interesting. But anyway, Dennis Leary. 
So Dennis Leary, <laughs> father of the year, man. And every other thing I've ever seen Dennis Leary, he's like just an incredible piece of shit. Like, did you guys ever did yeah. you guys ever see that show Rescue Me? Yes. Where I he's like the firefighter. Yes. And he's just he's a dick. He's a drunken, yes. hallucinating, yes. racist, mm-hmm. sexist piece of shit and his stand-up and, you're an asshole yeah and his stand-up is like drinking <laughs> songs yeah, 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 and yeah. black people jokes is like all yes. he does and, and he looks like that in this yes. movie he looks hungover yep <laughs> he <laughs> has like they tried to comb his hair and it was rebelling Yep. He has like bags under his eyes. Yep. And why did they pick him? It was just such a weird casting flex. There had to be so many other. And I mean, the thing is, is like he's only in a few scenes, right? It's true. I can count like three. Yeah. So the first one where he's sitting at the table doing the work and little Smalls comes in and is like, oh, hey, teach me to play catch. And he's like, I'm busy, kid. And then the mom comes in and is like, like Dennis Leary. Can you please help my son learn to play baseball? It's and horrible. that whole so like what's so do they say where his bio dad is? Because nope. he does that weird like dad Bill thing yep. like a couple uh, times. Bill, uh, dad. And I you don't you don't need to make your kid call the new guy dad. You don't need to do that. I think he his was dad like, must be dead. He yeah, must be dead dad, but I know because for he's a fact, so bad at baseball, you don't get to be like ten and not dad throw a ball are at, you like, he, his playing badness. baseball with your boy child this is 1962 beth even if it wasn't i feel like <laughs> the knowledge of <laughs> catching and throwing a ball is, is, just, is just something you if you have a wiener pass down you know, <laughs> play, i want to get a catch with my boy you know it's like okay. a thing all right i have like a of passage i played baseball for 10 years i was a catcher and did you ad lib jokes too? After this movie came out, you bet your ass I did. Yeah, Every yeah. catcher in Little League did that after this movie came out. Let me tell you, they were all sitting back there like, "Is that your sister in left field?" And the umpire would be like, "Shut up, kid! I know what you're doing." You know. <laughs> I this movie would be a hundred percent better if the kids could swear more. Yeah, I forgot about that. Every time he swore, I was like, "Bitchin'," he said, "Bitchin'," like I forgot. You say bitchin' like once and then shit, I think. Yeah, because the kids dog jumps, swear like, a ton. Kids swear like, a ton when they're there was no adult supervision in this movie basically at all. Right. They'd be swearing so much on more. On a baseball field, they're dipping chaw at the park, but right. they don't. I like um, Quince would have the foulest mouth. Oh my them. God. And yeah, yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. both of them. <laughs> I, I liked the line about how they never stopped playing the game. It was just an endless dream game like that. They never kept score. Yeah, yeah, that was like a good line. And that shot that they did so that like it came, the ball like rolled toward the camera and the sunset came up and then they grabbed it the next day. Like this shot that they did to do that, they they got super lucky. They did it with like a um, pitching machine and they had to like figure out exactly where they needed to set it so that it would roll up to the camera at the right spot. Mm-hmm. And then they got it on like the first take and they were all super excited yeah, about it. Like that, that was cool. So early on, there's the chopper slash beast tease was what I wrote. And it reminded me of Jurassic Park when you see the. Yeah. Like, Hold the her back. Shoot her. Shoot her. <laughs> yeah. um, and then as soon as I see this kid, I fucking remembered the brim on that hat. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I wrote that too. 
I looked this up long ago, and my understanding is is that that kind of hat you saw there's a giant like bass on yeah, it or something, yeah, there's right? A fish on it. So it's like a fishing hat, and like back in that time period, there were fishing hats that had longer brims on them that were supposed to keep the sun out of your eyes while you're sitting in a boat. Yeah, whereas like you know, because a baseball hat brim is smaller when you're playing baseball you know, you've got to have more vision. Like you can't have a brim that comes out to here because well, you have to I look guess. up to catch sure, the sure. ball, you know, so that the baseball brims were shorter than these fishing hats, which were like a thing. But I like how he's like, hey, do you have a fireplace? <laughs> Throw that, hat, Throw that hat in there, man. He's like, oh yeah, sure, of course. I'm, I'm going to do that right now. Right. Yeah. Um, my next note is Karen Allen is like, have you made any friends? Go make friends. Yeah, little friendless As bastard. though, like, making friends for, like, a weirdo, nerdy fifth grader is just a thing he just decided not to do. Like, as though oh, he wasn't no. trying. I like, to make friends, but then I had to, like, you Right, know. then I had to play with my Legos and I, or my erector set, and I forgot. Like, that's, that's okay, some grade-A parenting, is my Speaking point. Speaking of the erector set, oh, yeah. I just have to point out that the thing that he built that launches yeah. like a quarter pound metal pellet that blasts his mom in the face when she walks in the room. <laughs> like the sound effect they chose for that is like a and like hits her. And I was like, there is no way that woman just didn't get a concussion. And every time I see it, when it hits her, I like have this shooting pain in the center of my forehead where, and like, it doesn't leave a mark. And she just kind of goes, Oh, and then she's like, oh, I'm fine. Now let's have this heart-to-heart talk. And I'm like, no, you need to go to the hospital. <laughs> the dude just hit you with a pinball, and it was going like 50 miles an hour. Anyway, that was I, – I think that every time. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> that's so funny. All I could think about was wanting to watch Scrooged because that's what I remember. <laughs> this is not the second time you've been like uh, – Scrooged is Carol Kane. You were like, I want to watch Scrooged because Carol yeah, Kane. Yes, I want to watch Scrooged. <laughs> Apparently, we just have to watch Scrooge. We're going to watch it as a Patreon. <laughs> thing for okay. Christmas or we'll for do it. Well, it doesn't even need to be like Christmas time. That's not how you teach someone catch, right? You don't just yell at them to be good at it, <laughs> right? He basically told the kid, all right, so we're going to go outside and they stood like 15 feet apart and he was like, okay, now you're going to catch the ball. And he's mm-hmm. like, but that's the part I don't under. Oh, right. and he like gets hit in the eyeball. Right. Yep. I don't understand that. And then I feel like fast forward to like three minutes of learning with cute boy in charge oh yeah benny teaches him he fucking immediately knows i was like that should have been a montage like it should have been a longer montage well benny you know he still doesn't really know how to catch benny just cracks the ball into his glove right right. so but then after that he kind of throws it but i mean he's playing what center field and he throws it to the second baseman which is like eight feet so like whatever but they make it sound like it's just the the music Makes it seem like a right. miraculous And they all decide, mm-hmm. like Benny hits that miraculous throw into his glove and they all decide he's fine. But I do, we can't skip over L7 Weenie because. Yeah. Also, I wrote that too. But seven. wait, we got back up because I, I have a public service announcement. Okay, uh, let's hear it. Putting a stake on a black eye is not a real thing. That okay. is not a helpful, you just need something cold. And you put Doesn't a stake on there, you're gonna get it, you're more likely to get an infection or something like. You don't yeah, need why a did steak. It have to be meat? And she's like, "That's for dinner." Oh. <laughs> also, you could still cook that. You're yeah, gonna you burn could off that. Face you could definitely still cook it. It's fine. But, no, that don't put steak on shit. Yeah, kids, ten. Ah. Yeah, you just need some cold. It's just for the coldness. Don't, yeah. don't put a steak on shit. Eat don't the steak. Put a steak on shit. All right, good public service announcement. Don't pinch cheeks and don't put steak on the nerd cannon rules. <laughs> I love their banter. I love these kids' banter. Can you explain what an L7 weenie is, though? Is it just I think it's because he's a square. square. 
It's well, just he's calling him yeah. a we is two different things. The L seven means he's a square, and then he's right. also a weenie. Mm-hmm. So he's an L seven. That's a one two punch. Yeah. Right. L seven. Dodger dog. <laughs> right. Does yeah. now he say he's like yeah. foot long Dodger dog, yeah. a weenie, a weenie. <laughs> this is where we get your killing me smalls, mm-hmm. right? For the first time. Oops. Yeah, which you get is, it again later. Killing me, which smalls. is one of the two lines that I think are like right. But it's I feel more well. I, I like it better in the s'more scene. How can I have s'more if I haven't? And also, yeah. were s'mores not a thing then? Because how the fuck is this kid? That made kid it this has long never without... had a friend. His, in his dad life. is dead. His dad's oh dead. My God. He has no friends. Okay, so like, I don't know, man. I just feel like. But whatever. here's the thing: is I think it's really interesting this movie yeah it's very popular okay uh everybody knows this movie but the thing is is you're killing me smalls has moved beyond yes. like a movie quote it's just a yes. part of english yep. like people yeah. it's just something Everyone that people say it. now and i feel like i don't know if you've ever heard paul like i've heard my students say it like i don't know if they even have seen sandlot they just say yeah, no it. they don't know where like, it comes and it's from on, like, they just think, i yeah. mean it's I put it like I think I made a shirt for my kid that had that. Like, that's a thing. Yeah. yeah, it's just part of our language now. And I mean, very few movies, like even super popular movies, like even stuff that you guys have watched for this podcast, like haven't moved beyond like, you know, OK, it's got a cult status. It's really popular. People like it. People quote it. But like you're killing me, Smalls is just like a phrase yeah. Yeah. that mm-hmm. is known. And like, my kids mm-hmm. will say it now at three and five because i say it to them because they are frequently killing me Mm. so (laughs) can confirm (laughs) um so then they do the camp out which is cute were marshmallows known as mallows i've heard people call them marsh at some point i think that was like early 60s cool kids put the mallow Mallow. this is the greatest treehouse in the world by the way yes yes they could have invited 12 more kids and still each had room to like chill yeah, it's that got was incredible. A, a rope ladder, a regular ladder, a fucking staircase into it. Like, right. <laughs> Intense. It's huge. An elevator. And that's because those parents really didn't want to see their kids. Oh, it's ever. got a pole. It's got a, a fireman pole. <laughs> Can we sleep here tonight? <laughs> yeah. Camp out. So, yeah, he does the whole s'mores thing. And man, Ham is so good. He's so good. He he what happened to him? He's, in, he's actually, so this is what Justin said when we were watching it. He's the only one that was still in stuff. He's the only kid from this movie that had a career after this. He was movie. I, the only thing I know him from is X Files. He yeah. was in. <laughs> he was uh, in my favorite. No. He was in my favorite Back episode up. ever. He's in one of the greatest episodes. He of was X-Files. in bad one. How do yeah. both of you know him from X Files, but not from Big Green? I don't know what Big Green. Like is. I just assumed. I don't know what Big Green is either. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> What is this podcast called? I can't is it a, nerd is it a, cannon. Okay, is listen. it a movie about money? No, it's the opposite of that. It's okay, <laughs> there was like that spate of like you know preteen like sports ball movies. There yeah. was Sandlot. There was Little Giants, uh, Mighty Ducks. Like that whole spate of movies, yeah. right? Little At the Giant. very tail end, Little Giants was the one with Rick Moranis. Okay, I remember. And that. his daughter, yeah. Icebox, who was like a football player. I okay. remember that. That movie's amazing, by the way. You should watch it. But there was a bunch of movies like that. And at the very tail end of that uh, uh, trend, they were like, okay, well, we've done hockey. We've done football. Sandlot did baseball. Guess we have to do soccer. Oh, green. But the thing is... (laughs) I was thinking cricket, maybe. Yeah, but (laughs) nobody in America gives a shit about soccer. So they were like, okay, we have to somehow make this work. So they put him in the movie because he's got that, like, cred of being in these movies and stuff. They stuck him in it. 
and it's basically about like a teacher from from England oh, who comes down and like teach these poor rural football. kids how to play how to play soccer. So you only know this because you actually like soccer. No one else has ever heard of this. I guarantee you, <laughs> if so you mad. look if you look on on IMDb, Big Green is you'll be surprised at the numbers you see. For well, that movie. more importantly, he was in the best episode of the X Files, and yeah, he was also like an SVU. I mean, to he's me. in all of those. He's in a lot of those character actory things, and you always recognize him because he looks exactly the same. Yeah, they don't ever like yeah. put him in a costume. He just plays himself yeah. in everything that he does. Um, but, but this is yet another movie with a token fat kid friend. Just yeah, that out. every group has one black kid and every, one fat friend. One black kid, <laughs> right. one fat friend. So one kid who gets way too into the sixties. <laughs> oh that man, guy, that's my favorite. That's my that favorite. That guy's in a story. show called The Sixties. <laughs> really? Yeah. Bertram. That's uh-huh. my favorite part of this whole movie is the yeah. credits where there's like, and we never heard from this kid. Right. Um, he just got high and wandered off. We don't know. Yep, um, yep. But I love the whole like story where he's telling about the beast and it's in black and white and you know how long must the beast stay chained up like a slave? He forever. said until forever. That's the other line, right? Yes, that's, that's, that's the one everybody knows. Forever. And my question is, like, how much of that is in the script? How much of that did they tell that kid to do? And how much of it did he put his own spin on? Because it's so good. It's really good. And, like, his delivery is really good. And, like... Everything that kid says is really delivered well. Right. You know? Well, and what I read was, you know, that's a really like nerdy character, but that kid was like super cool. Like he, and it was the mid nineties, right? So they, he'd be wearing all these nerdy clothes with those glasses and his like alfalfa hair. And then they would stop filming and he'd put on his like sagging jeans and his like big like, hip hop. <laughs> he was like into rap. He's got a ton of tattoos now. Like, so I thought that Squint was really funny. Palidors. Yeah, fucking Squint. <laughs> Squint steals the movie a little bit. But I like, you know, and he wanted to kill everyone, and he did, and he liked it a lot. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And then later, when they're doing that dumb fight with the little leaguers, and you like and it, you li- yeah, that <laughs> a lot. I, I had that uh, a note because that used to was like a thing. Like the insult itself is like you bob for apples in the toilet. And right. you and like it. You like doing it too. Right. You right. do it because you really enjoy it, and that makes it worse. And now we're gonna have a baseball fight. You know. Yep. Uh, Wendy Peppercorn is next. Mm. This movie's a lot more pervy than I remember. Um, I remember being exactly as pervy as it is. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like you know this magic moment. He basically <laughs> tricks a girl yeah, he assaults into her. assaulting herself on him. <laughs> assaulting herself yeah (laughs) Yeah. and like trying to save his life so like i don't know and the thing is though is i never understood all of his friends know damn well he can't swim and when he jumps off the thing they're like squints can't swim he's gonna drown so then he's like hanging out at the bottom of the pool just like waiting for somebody to come save him right so, like, how did he know that she was going to get there in time? Did he spend, like, the three months before it that, didn't like, matter. Didn't holding matter. his breath, like, you know, <laughs> no, he making just, sure he, he could survive if it, you know, I guess he just didn't care if he yeah. died. He was either going to assault she's, her or die. She's a terrible lifeguard. But <laughs> <laughs> Horrific. Why? Yeah. Oh, she, well, like her dive in and stuff. No, she's bad. I was a lifeguard. Like, that oh, was right. my job oh. for summers and stuff. Yeah. That's an Easter egg. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she saves him, but yeah, then she gets a little assaulted. And then here's the part why that's not cool, is because then she gives him a little smile, and then they get married and have nine babies. And have nine yes. babies, yep. 
Yeah. That I think the like the like the sly smile after she boots him out, like I'm really in love with you, but for the performative aspect, I threw you out and acted offended. Also, he's twelve. She's like six like, years older than yeah. she. Is. Yeah, she's way older than I don't know. It's, yeah. So he like fell in love with a girl that he assaulted at the swimming pool when he was nine, and then eventually, twenty years later, marries her, and they have nine kids. So mm-hmm. yeah. So kid. that's a weird vibe. Yeah. Um, but you'll have that in nineteen sixty-two. So, then they're all hot. They're bitching it's hot. So it was actually super hot and actually smells like passed out. I thought it was not hot. That was a lie. Oh, it was a um, lie. Paul, uh, yeah, that was a lie. <laughs> so Smalls actually like got heat stroke and like ran into a camera. <laughs> Oh, like while they were filming but the day that they went to the pool it was like 50 degrees it was like super cold out for whatever reason that day and you can see some of them are like legitimately shivering, shivering and yeah. they have yeah. like goosebumps yeah um but they're all bitching it's so hot and they're all wearing full ass jeans and like two shirts because he didn't wear shorts back then no mm, i don't think so i don't think shorts were a thing well and he tells he wears him shorts. go home Smalls and wear wears jeans. shorts at one point he does wear shorts part way through the movie but and i also, Benny also tells him not opens. to do it yeah. It right? opens with them playing baseball in like khakis and button down shirts. Like yeah. that's what they're playing baseball in the backyard with. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Benny tells them to like Wear bring jeans a, t-shirt and a t-shirt and jeans. Yeah. I think Is it because like, it protects your legs better? Well, you can't slide. Yeah. Slide. Yeah. Baseball There's a montage yeah, of makes... sliding in this movie at some point. Yeah. Oh, it's right now. It's the it's the game with the, the shitty kids, the Tigers. The kids with it. Okay, so so like they just have a baseball field that belongs no, to no, them. No, no, you're skipping. You're <laughs> skipping July Fourth. Oh yeah, that was you know uh, the night game. No, oh, when Ray, Ray Charles sings "Oh beautiful," the fucking whatever America. I beautiful like, America. Oh beautiful. <laughs> oh fucking beautiful America. <laughs> That's Ray the Charles sings beautiful um, America. I love Ray Charles, and I remember that scene very much, and I remember thinking it was really beautiful, and they all stop, they get all distracted, and they all do the, like, wow, faces, and watch the fireworks, and, like, here's what I'm going to say about that. How come in movies, they always have those, like, beautiful, gorgeous, like, block parties and picnic parties where, like, the whole street is involved? There's two of them in this goddamn movie. There's Mm -hmm. now, and then later, when he's running away from the dog. Right. There's like these picnics, and that's in a lot of old timey movies. I want that. Why not we now? Had that. We had that when I was a kid. You did? Yeah. That's not here. Well, no. the thing is with the the fireworks is I always I always notice because you know in order to play a baseball game at nighttime you have to have a pretty consistent like amount of fireworks happening. You right. know, so there's all these fireworks going off like all over the sky, yeah. and all I hear is my, you know, grandmother in the back of my head going, when I was a little girl for 4th of July, they'd shoot off one firework and you'd go, ooh, and then 10 (laughs) minutes would go by and then you'd see one more. Ah, and she always complained that like old timey fireworks were like really spaced apart. So every time I see a movie set in like the 50s and the 60s that just has like nonstop fireworks for 45 minutes, so much so that these kids are playing a game of baseball underneath it in the night. Um, mm-hmm. It just makes me laugh. It's entertaining to me. I just like it. I like this it. whole no, movie really is a good. fever dream, though. Right? Like, yeah. It's just his. His. This is exactly the. This is a a boomer remembering the halcyon days of their youth right. through right. Yeah. rose colored glasses. Right? No, you're like, absolutely right. That's exactly what it is. And they uh, played for ten seconds, and there was one firework. But he remembers it as a forty five minute game. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it gave me the feels, like yeah, thinking about, good. like, oh, you know, those Independence Days. Your yeah. kids, you're outside. It's summer. It's nighttime. Right. You're staying up past your bedtime. 
That's all super fun. Yeah, it's good. And after that is the Butthole Little League kids. You pee drink, count on it, you pee drinking crap face. You pee drinking crap face. (laughs) (laughs) So then, yeah, Ham is the catcher. My dog, if my dog was as ugly as you, I'd shave his butt and teach him to walk backwards. (laughs) (laughs) So then after that is where they do the celebratory carnival and they barf everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, but why? I don't, the, the thing that kills me is like they kind of put those kids in as like a foil without any explanation. Like you never see them before. Yeah, no. You yeah. never see them again. It's meant to be obvious that they've had like a long going thing because they all know each other. Like the minute mm-hmm. Ham sees them, it's like it's time to throw down. Yeah, and this kid's from like Brooklyn. He's got like right. that. We playing a real field porter. <laughs> you know, like, damn, dude. Okay, sorry. But also, this is like the travel. They come. They're playing a pickup game. A pickup game with random kids from the neighborhood. They're wearing their full ass uniforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're this. brand spanking new and super. They're clean. just riding <laughs> yeah. around on their bikes like a little baseball game. This is yeah. I, I also felt like watching this this time. I was like, oh, is this going to be the plot now? Is there going to be some ongoing thing? And then it was just literally that scene, and, and we never saw those kids again. It was yeah. just so that they could have them what play against somebody else. I think it was just to kind of establish that they're actually the good at this. Yeah. yeah, and they beat the shit out of yeah. them too. They beat the shit out of them. This is the sliding montage where they yes, all yes. slide into a base. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a throwing montage, a, ca- mm-hmm. a, a, batting, a, montage, a batting montage, and a sliding <laughs> yeah. montage, yes. just to show that, like, okay, yes, these kids stand in a field in the sand in their lot and they play a lot of baseball but also they're the really good the movie. At it, you know yeah <laughs> <Ten watch. laughs> um sandlot sandlot they say it kind sandlot, of a lot sandlot, actually sandlot. Yeah. Um, he, yells it at the end. he does he yells it a lot uh and then they go to the carnival so that originally they wanted the song woolly bully but it was too expensive Woo-hoo. so oh, they yeah, decided sure. to go with tequila which... That is one of the most interesting things I think about movies uh, that are period pieces is the movies or the songs they end up getting yeah. for the soundtrack because like some songs you get for like pennies right. and you can play they're they're almost like you know uh, what is it called when there's no copyright anymore public domain public domain, public domain. <laughs> yes some of them are but then you pay like a million dollars for Willy Billy it's like yeah it's funny because I've made a few comparisons to this and stand by me I'm gonna do another one they actually didn't release the soundtrack right away and it came out like a couple years later and it was like in conjunction with another soundtrack movie which is super random stand but, by me soundtrack is way I was gonna say the stand by me soundtrack is really fucking Indeed, good like we really listen to it a lot like my kids like all those songs i had a cassette tape of the stand by me soundtrack i have the cd that i bought it at like a thrift shop i bought it at like the secondhand record store (laughs) and it's really good and my kids um they like all those songs they love like yakety yak and stuff yeah like but the sandlot was the the music was a lot of that they're they're popular famous songs yeah but a lot of them are instrumentals like the te- yeah you're you know right. i mean if you, tequila to me is an instrumental the right. dude says tequila yeah, but, but whatever yeah and then the song that plays when the really nicely dressed kids are riding their bikes on the field that song is mm-hmm. like really famous and is in it but like right how often can you really listen to that yeah song? you're not wrong it just was funny to me that like this is not a bad soundtrack but stand by me no. is phenomenal in comparison yeah. stand by me is much better um we'll have to do that as another episode um my next note is uh fucking What's his face? Fake dad leaves, and it's the super awkward handshake. You're the man of the house now. You're the man of the house now, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> like, readers are preventing us from hugging. We yeah. don't know what to do." Like they all keep saying "pickle," and I hate it. Okay, I hate it. The movie. I was waiting for somebody to bring it up. Why is that the beginning? They, the say, beginning, they say He says, "Pickle." 
in the sense of we were in an unfortunate situation. Yes, multiple But times. also a pickle is that thing where Benny runs back and forth between two bases while yeah. they throw the ball back and forth. Is that like pickle in the middle business? Yeah, like, they call yeah. it a pickle. Yeah, it's a pickle. You're in a pickle. It's a pickle. But I just wanted to say, can we say that pickle more? Pickle. We pickle. just we can pickle all the pickles <laughs> as long as Beth likes the pickles to be pickled. I, I do. Mean, it's Paul makes these really good pickle egg rolls that I really like. Beth has talked about these pickled egg rolls to me more than she's talked to me about her own kids. I just want to tell you right now. It's been a long time. Like if I know it. one thing about Paul, it's about I make pickle egg rolls. He makes pickle. Paul egg makes rolls. a lot of good things. Anyway, I'm pretty sure there's ranch in those pickle egg rolls. Gross. There's mayonnaise in them. I don't care what they are. They're magical. <laughs> Listen, all those ingredients that I think are skeevy on their own, if they're together in something good, I will eat them. <laughs> um, whatever. Benny busts the guts out of the ball. They go get – there's like a whole lot. He says bitchin'. I wrote, I, wrote, oh, I wrote it down every time. No, the thing with the pickle really makes me angry because oh. like <laughs> – like, I, I have a lot of feelings about this okay, because do tell. it's supposed – they use it as a device throughout the movie yes. to make Benny seem like he, he's fucking amazing compared to all these kids. Like Benny's a god. Look at him. They're throwing the ball and they can't get Benny. But the thing right. is, is asshole one stands on the one base and asshole two stands on the other base and they throw the ball back and forth and they never get closer to each other. The whole point is to move yourself closer and closer so that he can't so get that away. Somebody gets in, and instead they just stand eight feet apart. Right. And, and then, then he just, Benny just runs by one right. of them. They're like, oh shit, Benny's the best pickle avoider ever. <laughs> I, I, I mean, how is Benny and the Jets not a song in this movie? When did I, that? Well, that's too late. It's probably, it's yeah, 60, probably yeah. it. It's, it's probably got, when did that? That can't probably didn't come out until after this movie was set. No, I feel like it's from the 60s or no, 70s. Benny and the Jets yeah. came out in the 70s. Benny and the Jets talking about mohair suits yeah. and that song. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, yeah, would it have been appropriate? But that's like you know, how do they? They have to establish a you know, Benny's the leader of the gang and he's better than them. Seventy three. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have to establish that the gang as a whole actually is good at baseball, and they do that because they spank the kids that have the nice uniforms. And then they pickle the beast. And then they pickle the beast. So not only is it a pickle that they're in, they were in a pickle where they had to pickle <laughs> the beast after Benny's pickle. Okay, so that's. Do all we want to talk about? Uh... Babe Ruth cameo no, no, at all? No, 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 no. My is that he's like, yeah, some lady fucking signed it. Some lady fucking <laughs> baby Ruth. And like, here's the thing. When they make his, a big Beth, deal. His dad is dead. He doesn't no, know anything. I know nothing about sports ball and I know who the fuck Babe Ruth is. Yeah. And let me just say, at the beginning when they make a big deal about the great Bambino and they say the clothes mm-hmm. and they say, Sold he the fucking writes it down at that point. He's not going to Google. He doesn't have Google. Fucking big dad. Ask Dennis Leary. He's going to go ask Dennis Leary who some lady is. Even my mom. Dennis Leary's just going to slap him. Yeah, dude. When he says it, though, and he goes, some lady signed it. He's all stressed out. It sounds so legit. It makes me think that that actor kid didn't know who it was. (laughs) I love that line. (laughs) Somebody's all stressed. I don't know. Some lady signed it. Baby Ruth. And they're like, Ruth. Ruth. Yeah, Ruthie? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It looks pretty crappy. Looks pretty crappy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It looks pretty crappy, man. He says that when, when he's Squ- right on the but also when Squints is dying, he goes, yeah, yeah, he looks pretty crappy, man. <laughs> I can love- yeah, yeah, he has like two lines in the whole movie, but that one, he says it twice. Yeah. You're right. When and he has Squints that weird- is dying, he goes, yeah. yeah, yeah, he looks pretty crappy. <laughs> and he has that weird little kid six pack. Yeah, he's got that weird, like- He's like weirdly yeah. like 
douche bro handsome now like as an oh, adult really? he's in a couple things still um <laughs> that so guy funny. yeah it's real funny. yeah yeah he looks pretty crappy um so then we get into the montage of them trying the same thing eight times <laughs> eight different variations to get uh, that fucking ball back but i felt really bad because tommy doesn't really have a big role in this movie other than his little brother that copies yeah. everything he says so this yeah. is like his time to shine. He's like, oh yeah, all these ideas to like get the ball. I blame myself. He I blame myself. He's covered in dust, yeah. looking like an asshole. Yeah, everything he does is just an epic failure. Like the dog just just right. just gets the best of him. Every and that time. like murder Muppet paw comes out. Murder Muppet. <laughs> yes. This whole sequence just proves that this, none of this movie actually happened. Right. Right. That this is all this kid's it's weird remembering of the like the ball went over and they got it back because Benny jumped the fence and got it back. That was what actually happened. But there's this whole <laughs> mythology that's surrounding this that he made up because the but dog. But that's is... how your memory is, right? Well, yeah, but yeah, especially yeah. a kid memory, and especially the fact that throughout the entire movie, the beast is like one of the leftover animatronic dinosaurs from Jurassic right. Park Three, right. and right. then when Benny actually goes over there, it's, it's like a know, little pupper. It's, like, it's, it's a normal sized dog. Yeah, it's yeah. a dog. So yeah, then then for some reason, fucking Babe Ruth shows up. <laughs> yeah, and so <laughs> this was to convince Benny that he had what it took to get the ball back, right? Yeah, and the babe's just like. Watch Gore get it Why back. Just go get it. And he's like, well, you don't understand. There's one of the leftover animatronic dinosaurs from Jurassic Park three back there, and he's like, well, I don't know what that is. I'm also, Babe you. is totally full of shit. His whole advice is everybody has a chance to be great, but but only most once. people don't go after it, or they're too afraid. Heroes get remembered. Legends shit. never die. Yeah, that he's is, full of shit. That's some bullshit. Considering that he's sense. dead as shit. Dead and as that's, shit. If he wasn't dead, nobody would. Yeah, well, he was pretty famous. I guess they would care, but. Yeah, legends never die, except for you, who died fairly early. He died when he was like 30. Going back to the dumb attempts, I did like the Wheaties box viewer. I liked the whole little system they had working out. That was kind of funny. Yeah, did you good. never make a cereal box periscope? Because I, no, I Did I live in no, the 60s? I Maybe I did. I, I knew that was a thing. Was a thing. I feel like we made – I feel like I made an Eclipse viewer once out of like a milk carton. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, making one. Camera Obscura. Yeah, but never, uh, never the – periscope out of a Wheaties box. I feel like um, I made more than one periscope. So I never had we, an erector set though. This kid has the most erector set of any kid who's so ever lived. I gotta tell you. So the That's first why he didn't have any friends. Yeah. It's like welded together. Yeah. So the first time that they show the long metal pole with the with the bowl, like one of the attempts to just grab it, I'm like, do they have a fucking street sign? Like it looks to me like a street sign bar. Does it not? Because it's like metal and it's Well, that's what a rector set is. Okay, but like I have never had an erector set in my life, and ones I've seen now are plastic. All right. (laughs) (laughs) If you wonder why we're a good match, it's because of that. I'm a little less horny for Thundercats, I guess. Um, I'm all distracted now. Uh, (laughs) So anyway, I've never seen that shit. So then I wrote that in my thing later when they say it. I'm like, oh, that's what that was. Yeah, so that's like that's like Smalls's like contribution is his four thousand pieces of erector set and he makes mm-hmm. a whole ass car yeah he makes yep. a car and the track and all that stuff and then you know yep. the vacuum thing where they that's put, not like, how vacuums base... work yeah right? that's not how no, vacuums okay. work no, okay just so we're clear so many lawsuits if yeah. that was how vacuums worked yeah absolutely <laughs> and my favorite so i watch things with the uh captions on now thanks to justin's guidance <laughs> and um many times the caption was exerting 
Like yeah. when they were grunting. Exertion. <laughs> like, because they were working at something, like exerting. And I just thought that was really funny. So yeah, he he puts on his new PF flyers. He runs over there and the fucking dog breaks free and jumps after him. And then there's a ridiculous chase scene. But I was going to say uh, there's ridiculous chase scene, also ridiculous number of nut shots of this dog. You get yes, a lot yeah, of balls in this dog. Yes, they're everywhere. It's too much. This movie was rated PG, right? <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Every shot is the dog jumping over the camera in one direction or the other. And like usually they use lady dogs in movies, like Lassie and stuff. Like they like, I don't know. They just often use lady dogs, but this was not. Yeah, but the, the PF flyers were like a thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They were yeah. a thing. So they exerted their way this. through running all the way around. There's another huge picnic, the whole thing with the cake. Like There's like a something like a, a fake movie. What was that they were showing? Oh, movie? the movie. So the movie was The Call of the Wolf from 1941, mm-hmm. and they're screening it. And I, I remember that as soon as this chase scene started, I remembered that he was going to jump through like so Benny like sneaks underneath and the dog jumps through and tears the screen yep. so I thought that was kind of cool I liked how that was cut together um I don't know it seemed like a lot of work for 10 seconds <laughs> right but so, where was that it wasn't at a theater though it, it was, was like, like a, a gym or something. Something. it, it looks like a gym or yeah church basement or something church basement um so then he just just basically leads him on a circle because then he goes Sandlot, Sandlot, and they, they run, back run back to, to Sandlot. Because what his idea is, I'm just going to run him back to his dumb dog house and what jump on top like. Well, yeah, he that's the thing is if you if you like do a little map of his path, he goes over the fence. The dog stares him down. You hear like the tumbleweed, you know, Clint Eastwood Western right. music. He runs over and grabs a ball, runs in a giant circle around like the town and then festival, right back. and then jump straight back over the fence like there was no like he could have why what, didn't he like, go what, to the tree house why didn't he go to his house why didn't he go anywhere <laughs> like he went nowhere and just came like back to door. where he started yeah like, I the tree house would have right? been sufficient because that dog can't get up there and they could have lived there for there's a month a, no there's like course. steps there's a legit staircase up there dogs can't to, oh a staircase yeah, like dogs can't climb a fucking dogs can't climb stairs <laughs> dogs cannot do rope climb i I'm a dog expert. Um, <laughs> anyway, then 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 Darth Vader comes out. Mm-hmm. That was good scene. Um, I think that it was, um, you know, that he was blind, but I just didn't understand like that whole plot device. Like, okay, if he's blind, is that the reason why all this kid shit is in their backyard? Because he can't see it to go out and get it. It's weird that he's. Mm-hmm. It's it's not weird to have the neighbor everyone thinks is scary be nice. That's no. like kind of common. Yeah. But having to have a murder dog in the backyard that everyone is afraid of and also your backyard looks terrifying, that's a weird vibe if you're like a kindly old man. The dog so destroyed they, they a vacuum cleaner that exploded. It destroyed 1,400 right. pounds of erector set and nobody noticed. Like right. he didn't come outside to yep. be like, what the hell's going on? Right, so I, I think Paul's know. right. I think that's just fever dream. It didn't actually happen. Yeah. Because he does say, you're the ones making all that noise or making all that racket. Right, but why wouldn't you go out and investigate? Yeah, he was tired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and then he says, George signed this. And George? Yeah. So they I'm do. on a first name basis with Babe Ruth, George. <laughs> right, my buddy George. So then they do all of that. And, you know, then he gets grounded, but is fake new dad is you know excited to have the other ball and all of that okay so pause real quick i was convinced 
that when in that scene where he's like narrating, I got the ball, but my dad was still plenty mad Yeah, that his dad is coming home from the business trip and gets out of the car and he like hands him the ball and is like mouthing like the words like he's explaining to his dad. And I swear that his dad started taking off his belt. And I thought that I remembered that. And then when it didn't happen, I was like, okay, I'm just projecting really hard on this movie. So. <laughs> yeah, the whole and then I never had any trouble calling him down again. And I'm like, what? Because uh, he cause, punished me. And now yeah, we're I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it gets into the you know whatever what what happens to everybody after yeah. that summer. Yeah. Well, no, they, they have the whole scene where he's like a grown up. And he's oh, like a baseball oh, yeah. announcer, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Benny's on the team okay. that he announces. Let for. me say this about that: I hate grown-up Benny's mustache. I <laughs> hate grown-up Benny's thumbs up. That overly enthusiastic thumbs up, and then the return one from Smalls and his hat just made me. Yeah, very he's upset. got that hat back. He's got the hat. He clearly he didn't has, burn it. He, he has the three it. balls. He's got the yeah. He's still talking about the dog? No, he's got the murder row ball, the bathroom ball, ball, and the one that he's got him, and he's got a picture of them on the sandlot. Yep. Because you can't let his childhood go. And he Who gives, took that picture? He gives way more shits about Benny than Benny gives about oh, him still. He like, he's a fanboy. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, he's like, oh that's bro. my friend Smalls. And, Remember when we were friends for one summer and you oh, followed me around okay. all this time? Yep. Yeah. But who took that picture? Right, no adult was There was ever no around. adults, there was no cameras, and there was nobody else. So who took it? Yeah, like, who knows? Was it George? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, the great Bambino took it. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Ruthie? Um, My absolute favorite part of this movie is when they're like telling about how all the they all have their sweet endings and Bertram just, oh, 60s. We never saw him again. Not and, really into the 60s. Yeah, that's the that. best. Yeah, but, and I feel like that should happen because there wasn't like social media or cell phones. Like a lot of times, I feel oh, like yeah. if someone moved away, like they would send you one or two letters, and that was the end of that. No, and to be honest with you, there I don't know if I should actually say his name on this podcast, so I'm not going to do it. But there was a kid that I went to school with who was just an average kid, kind of like not a sports kid, definitely a real smart, like nerdy kind of kid. And he got really into the 60s, even though it was like 2002. <laughs> and he started going to like fish concerts. Yeah, and there's drug always, rugs. you can always get into the 60s. There's yeah. always those. But the thing was, I never, he dropped out of school and I never saw him again until one day I was driving through Erie and I, I saw him story. standing on the side of the road with a cardboard sign trying to get a hitchhike ride into my town from there. So. He just got so really maybe that's what 60s. happened to Bertram. He just got yeah. really Bertram's just waiting for a ride somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> actor who played Smalls now has tried to go back and find that fucking hat. Like he called no. the studio and he was like trying to find it and it's like the the fish hat? Yeah. Oh man. It's gone. I, I bet you Someone it is. Somebody burned, burned it. it. Somebody's like Benny had the right idea. Did we have this conversation already? I don't remember if I talked to you about this, Beth. Like that there's jobs where I, you could be you could be a librarian archivist for like Warner Brothers. I Did need we that job. Talk about this? What? Tell that me more about this. I watched this. a thing on YouTube or somewhere job. that was like, hey, I run the archive for Warner Brothers and here's the massive warehouse. I probably have to live in, you know, a place where movies are made though. Well, yeah. That, that's like, oh, here, I have, you know, one of the items in my collection is these three Batmobiles. Yeah, right. Yeah, or yeah. like all these props and shit that you're the right, like, someone, librarian. I, someone has to catalog that for sure. Wow. That now that Warner Brothers started instead of just like 
I forget what year it was. They used to just throw all that shit away, and now they actually have an archive where they keep stuff that's and somebody catalogs cool. it. And oh, I want that to be my job. job. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'd probably have to figure out how to be an archivist because that's not my. That's my not what our. That's not what yet. we do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not what we do in a school. <laughs> we can figure it out. We're smart. Right. Um, yeah. does this go in your canon? Uh, that was definitely a movie about baseball I watched for almost two hours. And no, this doesn't go in my canon. Here's the thing for me. I feel like this movie is very similar to Hook for me. A lot of it didn't resonate. The lines that I remember forever and you're killing me smalls, they exist outside of the movie as we discussed. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know, there was, there's, there's like some, there's the fat kid thing. There's like the pervy weird i'm gonna assault this lifeguard thing (laughs) i i don't know i don't think so it doesn't it for me it's not in my canon i'm not gonna go if it happens it happens i'm not gonna go out of my way to be like hey let's watch this baseball movie from 30 years ago and by the way if this movie was made like remade now it would be set at the time when this movie came out right Pretty much. Like, it was so 62 and 93, so 30 yeah. years. Yep. So it would be set in the early 90s, right? Yeah, like, I hate, I hate to, that. No one, need that? You, no one needed you to do that now. <laughs> oh. The 60s so, are a long time ago. Let's just look at I, that. I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if this movie was remade, but I Neither don't would I. see a lot of like kids' sports movies coming out. Well, do you? I don't I think know. it'll be. No, I think that that trend is kind of over. You see, uh, I did notice that um, on Disney Plus, they did a new Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I haven't heard anybody talk about it. I don't know if anybody's actually watched it. I think that they like dipped their toe in that water yeah. and nobody gave a shit. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, the th- does it go in your is, canon? It has Emilio Estevez, right? I, yeah, one? I think it does, actually. Yeah. But for me, um, I, it definitely goes in my canon. Uh, the reason why is because I watched it so much when I was so young. And it was one of the rare movies that like my family and I both liked. Because there weren't didn't very many of those. Like <laughs> my, my parents had very specific tastes. Like I didn't have any siblings until I was about 12. So up until that point. Like there was just very much a dichotomy of like what movies my family would watch compared to what movies I watched. And Sandlot was just one that kind of like sat in the middle of that Venn diagram. And the weird part is I watched it so much when I was a kid and the movie's all about this boomer being nostalgic for like one summer of his childhood that I am now nostalgic yes. for that summer of my childhood that never <laughs> happened. That never happened. So that's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. Yep. That's 100% it. There's something very appealing about that to me, same way that Stand By Me and The Losers Club and It, like, I was a nerd who stayed in my bedroom. I was an indoor cat. I didn't have a group of friends like that. There's something very appealing about that storyline to me. Hmm. Um, And I am not a sports world person at all. If you made me go to a baseball game, I would be very sad. I don't like it. I do not like it. I don't like it. But um, but there's something about this movie that I find very charming, and I still found it to be so. So, yeah, and it makes me feel like that summer feeling of those endless days and that freedom. Yeah, the summer is really and, long. Yeah. You know, you don't have any responsibilities, so you have the freedom to, right. like, play baseball for eight hours yeah. a day. And, like, you know, the mom was like, Come on, kid, get out of your room. Go make friends. Go do a thing. Go beat up, get into trouble. Right. Do some, and that's exactly what yeah. he does. And they just have this whole summer of freedom 
where they're running around being kids with zero responsibilities. And there's some like, so the movie makes me nostalgic for like the fever. For a childhood you didn't even have. Yes. And like, I did that stuff when I was a kid, like I played baseball, I ran around my neighborhood and got, but it's just very specifically this dude's retelling of it is like, I am now nostalgic for, and that's why it goes in my canon. Yeah. It goes in mine too. There is a very, distinct or noticeable lack of adult supervision in this movie oh yeah in most movies well yeah which like i related to that where summers first of all like you said summers lasted forever forever when you were a kid right and like we you know i just bummed around my neighborhood with neighborhood friends and stuff where i was just riding my bike all over the place I don't know that that would like. Does that happen? Do you just turn your kids loose on the neighborhood no, anymore? That's a thing anymore? No, they do play dates now in people's yards. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. you don't I, just I, say, "Hey, go take your bike and try not to get hit by a car." Like, yeah, you know, I, I thought mean, it was like be home before dark kind of a my thing. My nieces right, are now that. teenagers, and now they might go with their friends on a bike and be gone for like two hours, but they also have cell phones. Like, yeah, do you know I, mean, what I, mean? I was gone I from, in the too. summer. I was gone from. You know, eight AM to dinner time. Yeah, that was like to dinner to nighttime, whichever came last. You right. Know? It was yeah. Like, like no, my parents like my neighborhood was we. It was like a very stereotypical movie neighborhood where I grew up, where it was like my house and then a straight big long street, and my friends lived in like houses, and we would just be out randomly in the neighborhood from mm-hmm. whenever 9 a.m until maybe dark maybe dinner whenever we came home and i didn't have a cell phone like those weren't a thing like my mother could probably find me if she wanted to but she never she did didn't yeah, yeah she, she was fine with it <laughs> yeah so, but yeah. yeah that's not a thing that happens anymore so maybe right. some of the nostalgia is real i don't know yeah i don't know anything else we forgot to say we good all right good. so thanks for listening everybody thanks to joe costanza for rating our theme song if you want more nerdy goodness you can find us online find us on twitter at nerd Cannon. send us an email with suggestions at nerd Cannon podcast at gmail uh check us out on patreon patreon patreon.com slash nerd what are we doing mm-hmm. next we don't know yet Dun-na. um Dun-na. that's i is is uh, that's Dun-na. supposed to be patreon Dun-na. one isn't it no, hell That's no. We're not doing Jaws for a Patreon. Oh, Zeddy. shit, you're right. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Jaws is... Okay, well... I mean, yeah, I guess... we're in charge of this podcast. We could just do it. <laughs> well, you could do it for Patreon, and you could put it in the new tier where whoever signs up gets to be your boyfriend. And... <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take it under consideration. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, everybody. Until next time. Yeah, Bye, keep y'all. it alive. <laughs> Yeah. I, think I, I kind of interrupted your goodbye there, Paul. I apologize. That's okay. I was just doing you. They would. They were like, you have to like feel in there to see how deep it is. And I was like, your mom has to feel in there. Yeah. Everybody's sticking their hand in this gross. I was like, what is mm-hmm. fucking happening right now? That's... The world is a really weird place. Yeah, this is a dystopian Just for the record, You guys are both librarians, right? You're not like... <laughs> right, right, right.